What's up, what's up, man? It's your guy, Slizzy, man. The State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 65. Um, When we started the podcast originally, the goddamn podcast uh, stopped working out of nowhere, so we had to start over. But basically, I started off the podcast and I asked my co-host, what the hell happened against the Milwaukee Bucks? So without further ado, State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode 65. It's your boy, Slizzy. Tune in. Let's go. So, as you were saying, bro, what the hell happened this game, bro? Yeah, yeah, well, um, I think everybody, um, Barker D. Mellon was having an off-shooting night for starters. Um, you know, we had to run... Dennis Smith starting at the point guard because obviously Frank was out. Um, Alfred Payton was still out. Um, I think I said to you earlier, I think uh, about I think it was about halfway through the game, I was like, if I was in Fisdale's shoes, I'd be starting to consider running RJ Dotson or Deem at the point guard spot. Um, yeah. It just wasn't working next to RJ Barrett. I think we, we all seen that clear as day. Um yeah, everyone was just everyone was just bad. They just were not on their games tonight. Uh, like you said, uh, we shot 30 percent from the field and twenty five percent from three point range. Um, our free throws were still terrible. Uh, you know, uh, Julius Randall, uh, Trier, and Dotson the only only three who got into double digit points, and that was uh, Julius what shooting five from twelve. Which was which is still not 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 even you know good for half percent. Um, uh, Dobson was five for ten at least, but he was two. Uh, yeah, Kadeem Allen and, and Trier were the only ones who were sort of getting anything to sink. As I said, uh, Trier was two for four from three point range. Kadeem Allen was three for four, but um, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing, absolutely nothing went right. And um, I think the case was we missed Frank. Oh, my goodness. Watching the all season long, before the season started, me and you had high hopes for the kid, seen the videos. From now on, I've said this to my friend earlier who also is a Knicks fan. Shout out to my guy, Chris. I'm not watching no more videos from the summer no more. I'm not doing that no more. I will not fool myself no more. Dennis Smith Jr., this is about the 10th game I've counted. We either lose a lead or we start getting smacked by 10, 20 points. He's on the floor. The team don't have energy. They don't have continuity. They're not on in sync on defense. It, it, it just doesn't work. And – the fit next to R.J. Barrett is so clunky because DSJ is looking for a shot. His shot not falling, so he's scared to shoot the three. He's, he, he's getting in the paint. He's missing wide-open layups. Teams are attacking him on defense. Just like yesterday's game against the Boston Celtics or the other day's game, excuse me, Um, Jalen Brown scores three buckets on DSJ. Then he comes back down, gets a turnover. It, it's just – it's, it's not working, man. And I'm just looking forward to the draft. Um, I've punted this season out of my head. I've waved the white flag. 
and I think this season's a wash, bro. I know it, I know it's early to start the tank on, but I with without without a point guard, without a floor general, it just won't work. And if we fire Fizdale, while RJ Barrett loves Fizdale, what is that going to do for the kids? So, like, lose lose situation. And you know, if you fire Fizdale, then Steve Mills is next on the hot seat. So, he's not going to fire Fizdale. I think the whole press conference was stupid. Now that we looking at it 11 games later, the press conference was very stupid. You put unnecessary pressure on David Fizdale. And it's, I'm, I'm just speechless, bro. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where to go because it, it's not working with Dennis Smith Jr. Kadeem Allen is <clears throat> off the bench point guard. Elkin is hurt. I hope he comes back soon. I, Alfred Payton. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he comes back soon. I, I miss Moutier, man. I miss. Moutier. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, and. And we panned him, both of both of us panned him left, right and centre last season. But now looking back, he was giving us better point guard play than Dennis Smith. Um, you know, so, I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's gotten that bad. And um, as I said, I, I think a big, big thing today was, was Frank missing. Um, we missed, missed his defence. Um, and, and as I said, he's... Probably outside RJ Barrett, maybe Mook Morris to a little degree, um, probably the best to run the offense through currently with, with everything that we've got on the roster. Um, you know, we've got to kind of work with and see what works with what we've got at the moment. And at the moment, Frank and RJ work well together. Uh, they complement each other well. But we all know Frank's just a backup guard. So I, I'm in agreement. So I think... Even though we're still early, we're not close to the all-star break yet. I think this is going to be another throwaway season by the look of it, um, which I'm, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed about because, I mean, me, myself, I, I kind of had a, not high, sky high hopes, but I, I kind of had a little high hopes and I was a little bit more joyous at the start of the season, I guess. Looking at the team from, you know, just a paper perspective, I thought surely we were going to, get more wins and have a better start than we did last season because on paper, you know, you're adding a Julius Randle who was coming off a, a hell of a year with the Pelicans. You know, there were just there was just tiny expectations there from me. Like, But I can now understand after all these games so far that Julius is just a powerful. If he was able to just be uh, powerful like he was a, a, a straight four like he was at the Pelicans and actually had a point guard, we probably would be still seeing um, New Orleans' Julius Randle. Um, that's what I think the problem is there with him. So I'm, I'm willing, um, you know, I'll, I've been hard on him, but I'm willing to give him a pass in that regard because he's he's obviously sat back and gone, well, damn, you know, no, nothing else seems to be working. No one else is working, you know, or doing much at the moment. So he's kind of trying to take on the load. Um, and it's just not his game, and, he, and it's, it's taking away from his game. Uh, so, you know, because he's having to do too much, which he didn't have to do at New Orleans. So I, I think next year we might actually see a bit better production out of Julius Randle if we have got ourselves, you know, someone who can run the offense. Obviously, 
whether that's uh, uh, Anthony Edwards or a uh, Lamelo Ball, I'm with you on those two. I, I think neither pick needs to be one of those two. Uh, it, for me, it doesn't matter which which one because they're both good size. They've both got what seven foot wingspans. Um, Anthony Edwards, I could I know he's playing shooting guard a lot, but I could easily see him sliding over to point guard. Um, and he's a wing passer. He's a dog. Um, he's probably the better defender out of the two. But again, um, it's just the the way they can both facilitate and see the floor. Um, that's why I was like either one would suit against RJ. So I, that's why I'd be happy with either pick. Um, they'd both go well with RJ Barrett. So um, yeah, I think next season's the season to look for, forward to now. Um, yeah, there's. It's not a lot, a lot of positive, I guess, you could take away from anything other than it was good to see, I guess, Kadeem, as I said, Kadeem Allen, um, and he was shooting well and playing playing as well as he could when he got thrust into there. Um, but it was just good to see him back. Uh, obviously good to see Iggy get some minutes, and I, I had a feeling that was going to be a gradual gradual build-up throughout the season with him. Uh, don't I just, I'm, I'm just... Curious as to what's going on with Knox. I still think that's a, just a confidence thing, um, considering what we were seeing from the start of the season. Uh, Mitch had a quiet night points-wise, but what did he have, 14 boards, 14 rebounds? Um, that was good to see. Mm-hmm. Um, there's small little positives there, obviously, from the players, the young guys that, um, you know, you expect to see some positives out of. Uh, RJ obviously had a rough night, but I, I think his night could have gone differently. Uh, like I said, if if Fizz had have just initially maybe ran the offense straight through him, uh, we know anyone who watched Duke, we all know he can do it. Um, I would have simply just started him at point guard um, the minute I knew Frank was out. That that would have just been my number one option, and then bring Kadeem in to back him up. So um, unfortunately, Fizz obviously didn't see it that way, and hopefully, hopefully he might recognise that mistake next time. You know. I, uh, well, about 15, 20 minutes in, I would have been going, yeah, I've got to put DSJ off and I've either got to put Kadeem in there next to RJ or run RJ at point um, and have Dot next to RJ, you know. So there's things there that you notice and, and obviously <laughs> poor Fizz, he's got a lot to look at and a lot going on when he's on the sideline. So he, there's, there's just little things that he might not pick up on himself until he goes back and watches the film. But, um, yeah, you, every, everybody's got their opinions, I guess, on Fizz. Um, he can only do so much with the roster constructed, and the roster constructed isn't his fault, but he, he can only work magic with, with what he's got to work with, unfortunately. Um, the only thing I suppose anybody could say that he's at fault for is just his rotations at times, I guess, and and just a little bit when he um, running silly plays on offense and that, that you're just like, well, what are you doing that for? Um but that's all learning, you know, that's all learning. He, he, we all know he wasn't given a real chance at Memphis, so this is his first real chance. At, and he's just learning on the job, um, learning and seeing what works and what doesn't work. But, yeah, he just doesn't have that one strike weapon there to, to, to you know, sort of run that ball up, unfortunately, and that's what we're lacking. Um, so it's crazy how I'm watching – the replay of the game again, just to get a, a, a glimpse of what's going on throughout the game again. And I'm just watching Giannis just utterly destroy Julius Randle play by play. The team is just going at Julius Randle, who's the money man. Um, is He's sucking 
four people into the paint with him, and he's not passing the ball out to wide open three point shooters. It's it's tough, man. It's it's tough, man. When you when your highest paid guy just doesn't understand that he he's not a number one option, and until he realizes that in his own mind, it, it we're not gonna win yeah. the games. And as far as Kevin, I'm I'm actually. I, I, uh, real quick, bro. As far as Kevin Knox is concerned, I, the right, the point guard he needs is not on the floor right now. Uh, uh, if, yeah. if, if you want to be technical, Kevin Knox needs a pace and space, a, a space and pace point guard. Yeah, pace and space, whatever it's called. He, he needs a steady. He needs an aggressive point guard who likes to go to the rim, but who also has a sweet jump shot. And that guy's just not on the roster, bro. It's it, it's not on the roster. The team is just attacking Dennis Smith Jr., attacking Julius, yeah. attacking Bobby Porter's. I'm just, oh my goodness. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, well, um, you know that 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 comes back when you when it, what you were saying about Julius. To to my point, I was making. Um, I'm kind of wondering if someone whether it be in the front office or, 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 or the training staff or, or the whole lot of them have turned around when they signed him and said, oh, well, you can be number one, you know. You, you're our guy. You're our biggest signing. Um, and they've kind of filled his head with that initially and he's ran with it and it's just not working. And he probably thought initially, oh, well, they've got confidence in me for this, but he's never been that. He wasn't that at the Lakers. He was like a second or third option there. Um, he was he, he was sort of second or third option in, in New Orleans, depending on if Anthony Davis played or not, or Drew Holiday played or not as well. Um, that's all he is. He's a second or third option on a team. Um, but as I said, I, I think he's someone said something to him initially when they signed, and you know, but maybe both him and Morris, and they're both trying to be the guy, and they're both they're both trying to be players that they're not. I, I think I said it to you the other day, Marcus Morris. Most places I've seen him, he's not. A, he hasn't been a starter. He's came off the bench. I'm pretty sure he came off the bench most times, ex- unless it was injuries at play um, for the Celtics. Um, you know, and, and he, he plays well off the bench. Um, I've always looked at him like that. Uh, he's never been anything more than a, than just a good role guy. So I, I actually think the bench coming off the bench is, is his best spot. He's not a, you know, he's not a star player or anything like that. But he's going to be productive for you, you know. Um, and and that's, you know, I mean, Julius is a starter, but he's just not, he's just not the number one option. And I think, I think right now, as I as I look over the roster, the, you know, I, I have to say, even though he does have his off nights, RJ should be the number one option. He, 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 once we get that point guard, he can move be moved to number two. But right now, I, I'd push him as the number one option just because, yeah, he, he might not be able to shoot real well at the moment. And, he, and of course, we know what he's like with, from the free throws. But, boy, when he can get in that lane and drive through someone, he's doing a hell of a lot better than, than Portis and Buddy Julius when it comes to getting to the rim and that. So... He he looks the more dangerous when when he's on. He looks the more dangerous out of anyone on our roster when he's got that ball in his hand. Um, and, and I still don't think uh, teams have completely worked him and his game out. Uh, and that's forever evolving as well as we know as he gets better and he gets more confidence. Um, but you know he's he's had so far your typical you know typical rookie season. Um, I think his highs have been higher than what 
some people might have thought, you know, when, when he's had some real good games there. Um, but, yeah, you don't want to also put the pressure on him, obviously, as well. But, again, like a game today where we didn't have Frank, yeah, I, I straight out, if I was if I was Fizz, I would have put him at point guard straight out, only because I knew, I know he can run the offense like he was running at Duke, and I just I just I just thought we could have been a little bit more competitive if RJ had started at point. Um, again, I, I still had a feeling we probably would have lost because Giannis is is the new king of the world. <laughs> so, um, you know what? To be quite honest, I was thinking about watching it today. I'd really like to see a one-on-one matchup between him and, and Spicy P just because they've both just been literally destroying teams. <laughs> um, it would be a hell of a one-on-one matchup. Um, might even just go 24 hours, mate. It just wouldn't stop. But, yeah, he, he, he just killed us today. Um, you know, I, I guess with him, he's like LeBron. You know, there's, there's really no stopping them. You can, you can only slow them down to a degree. Um, or try and throw them off their game to a degree, but there's really no stopping those two boys when, when they're on. And um, yeah, he turned the heat on us tonight. So uh, you know, it kicked us in the mouth, so to speak. So and and there was just nothing, no one could do. Like Julius had no, Bobby Porter's had no chance. No one, no one could could match up with him. Um, and and that's another thing I guess we're lacking when it comes to guys like him. Um, if that had been LeBron as well, I think LeBron would have ran through Julius and Bobby as well. We just don't have those guys that, that can defend that well when it comes to, to superstars like that. Um, you know, it, it, it'd just be the same with, with Anthony David and Kat, you know, because they're all playing well at the moment. I'd have a feeling they'd all destroy us at the moment because um, the, just the defence was just appalling today. Um, oh. You know, it's... It, there have been games where you sat back and thought, well, the defence has probably been one of the better aspects. But today, oh, you know. That, at one stage, I was starting to wonder if they were going to get 40, 50 points in front. Like, <laughs> they were just starting to run away with it a bit there. And, yeah. So, uh, we just don't have the roster. that, Like you said, we don't have that point guard. Um, so, Julius can just play his, his usual natural game that he's played you know, since he came into the league, um, you know, RJ, it's, it's not helping his development, you know, because he's having to probably take the weight a bit and, and put the team on his shoulders here and there. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a rough season. And it's a rough season for RJ to come in, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to make him all the better for it and, and we know he can handle it. So, um, yeah, yeah. Not, not much more we could say about today's game, that's for sure. Yeah, um, you know, Alan Hahn said on MSG Networks after the game, this is the reason why the guys who plays, who played most of the minutes today, why they don't get a lot of minutes, because they cannot play defense. Um, this press conference that they did 11 games ago, the next press conference they had is going to be very interesting. I guess this is probably the final thing. I guess we could get out of here on this last thing. Um, the next press conference, bro. They're gonna either say one or two things. Either we started out this season bad, but we're gonna continue to develop the kids, and we're gonna see what happens after December fifteenth. 
that means you keep David Fisdale. Or you say the other, or you say the other quote, which is, "We expected better this season with the free agents we got, and we expected better from the coach." I don't know what the hell this next press conference is going to say, but I know damn well they need to say with, in some type of way, shape, or form, and say that they need to sell hard on December fifteenth. And they need to just make room for the kids and let them guys play. This season is a wash. You're four and sixteen, four and seventeen. We're tied with the Atlanta Hawks for the worst record in the league. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Just play the kids, man. So, which what do you think is going to happen next press conference? Okay, well, I'll give I'll give you uh, like two takes on it. I, Obviously, the t- first take is is what I'd like to hear come out of their mouths, and then obviously I'll talk about what I believe will probably happen. Um, <laughs> so what what I'd like, obviously, is is like yourself and many others. I, I'd like them to look uh, own, own up to they they really didn't do just desserts in in the off season. Um, you know, maybe signing the one power forward too many. Uh, you know, just there was, there was a few guys out there that I know that they possibly could have gone, but again, we don't know the inner workings. We don't know who knocked them back, who they even got meetings with. But, you know, that that's that's all gone and under the bridge now. So I'd like to just see them sort of salvage the season in the sense of, you know, um, play the kids more. Um, you know, obviously uh, they'll have to trade some of these vets, you know, get them on. You know, Marcus Morris would probably be looking to, Go, I'd imagine to a uh, a playoff team or something like that. You know, they can maybe get some picks or something. I, I, I don't know, but salvage the season somehow like that. Make sure you're giving Knox, Doc, you know, uh, Frank, RJ, Iggy, all, all minutes, um, and and just just get their work rate up. Just get them it, make make it a big practice the rest of the season. That that's pretty much what it is in game practice. Um, you know, and, and get them prepared and ready again for next season. Um, but what I think might happen, though, well, Steve Mills walks on that platform. I have a feeling he's going to throw Fisdale under the bus again. I don't know why I get this feeling, but I think he. I've, I'm getting this feeling now that he's just a sneaky little Pete, <laughs> and. Um, He's going to squirm. He's, he's like a worm, bro. He's, he's going to squirm his way out of this. And, you know, it, it'd be the biggest mistake, I, I think, if if Dolan just, you know, keeps going, yeah, all right, Steve, we'll, we'll do what you reckon, you know, because nothing of what he's been doing has worked. Um, I personally think that, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people go get rid of both Perry and Mills. I say no, not get rid of Perry because I don't think Perry's – I know he's in the position that he is, but I don't think he's being able to fully do his job like what he was able to do and achieve at Sacramento, what he was able to do in Orlando, what he was able to do in, in Seattle. I actually think the people that were above him in those spots – we're still allowing him his input and everything like that. I, I'd still get this little strange feeling that that Mills is kind of cutting him off at the, at the legs here somewhere because there's just some moves and stuff that 
that have been made. And I sit back and go, but that's not a Perry move. Perry's too smart for that. You know, that's got to be a Mills move. Um, so I'm start. That, that's why me and then, like, you know, I've heard all this. Well, I mean, you, you yourself have. I'm quite sure most Knicks fans have heard the news and the rumours going around that old Dolan wants to try and go after Messiah again. I think he needs to put it out of his head because I really don't see that coming to fruition. I, I just don't. Um, he's tried many times to get him here before. He's gone and said things from he doesn't like the Knicks, that he doesn't want to work with Dolan. Um, he's quite happy up there with his kids going to school in Toronto and that. Um, you know, I, I personally would like to see uh, if he wants to do anything, get rid of Mills and let Scott Perry be president and GM. There, there is people in the league, um, I'm pretty sure Tim Connolly might be one that has both roles. Um, I think David Griffin's had both roles before. Like, I think Perry could handle both roles, and then that would give him pretty much full control. Um, and I, I think you might actually sit, start seeing a lot more smarter decision-making if, if he actually has control, or he has control and he can bring in his guys. Because that's another thing I looked at is when they brought him in, he, he just had to join that team. He, he didn't get to bring in his own people like you see other president or GMs get to br bring in, and he didn't have that. So that's another reason why I think he's not sort of getting his way and his vision um, put forth. I have a feeling like it might be part his vision, but then it's more Mills, you know what I mean? So, um, and Mills is the president, so he can always overrule him, you know, anytime he wants, I guess. So while Dolan's giving him that power. So I, I, I'd like to see James Dolan, as I said, fire, fire Steve, uh, Steve Mills, keep Fizz, let him go around another year, but let him have to uh, talk, let him and um, Perry you know, do their thing and let Perry bring on some guys that he's worked with around the league that may be available and, and build his own team um, and see how that goes. But I think that's a more viable option than going out and trying to get Ujiri or, or Sam Presti even. I mean, uh, Sam Presti would probably be a, a, an easier get possibly than Ujiri. I'd, I'd just... I think your jury's just like, how oh, this stratosphere not going to happen type thing. <laughs> um, I'd love him here. Don't get me wrong. With what he did in Denver, with what he's done in Toronto, oh, yeah, he, he'd definitely come here. If he had full reins, he would turn this thing around in no time. Um, his track record speaks for itself. Um, if he was to come, I think I'd, I'd nearly have kill over and die. <laughs> it shocked me that much. Um but, hey, I, I mean, I've always said this, stranger things have happened and maybe, you know, maybe there is a little bit of truth to the rumours that uh, officials in Toronto are a little bit worried that Dolan may throw him enough money or uh, say, look, I'll, I'll, I won't just give you this nice package, but that program you run in Africa, I'll, I'll boost it up, mate. You can, you can do it bigger and better here in New York. So there, there's a possibility there still, as I said, but... Other than that, um, if that's not going to happen, as I said, I'd, I'd give full range to Perry. And, and, and I think he needs to do that ASAP and, and just let Perry go, right, now I can put this into effect. And he doesn't have to answer to Mills. People have to answer to him. So I, I think that's, that's the problem that's going on in the front office is uh, Scott's probably trying to get his voice across and it's just uh, falling on deaf ears, so to speak. Oh man! So, 
Our next game is against the Denver Nuggets. Hopefully, we could win that game. Um, we might lose. But I'm still optimistic, man. I, I just want to see the kids play, man. Um, yeah. Final words for the people, man, before we get out of here, man. Yeah, well, um, other than as, as, as we've been saying, I think we all need to sort of readjust and, and realise that that's, that's what our season's going to play out now. So, so we need to start seeing the kids. Um, I've always been on, on the thing that um, for, for these kids to get better, they need minutes in game. And what, what better way to, to learn and make mistakes in a season that is a throwaway, um, you know, that, that's just going to help you build confidence and, and, and build yourself up for next season. And, uh, you know, take that confidence into next season, um, you know, and then they'll have a whole year of footage that they can go over and go, okay, well, this is where I went wrong and this is what I need to work on. Um, I'd like to see, and, and I like quite a few of us, I'd like to see not for me and, and the, Shining light he was at the start of the season. Um, I think with, with more minutes and, and as that confidence gets back up, I think we'll start seeing that. Kevin Knox uh, and keep him in the starting side. Um, I'd, also, I'd like to see Dot, as I said, Dot, Iggy, Trier all getting minutes. Um, and, yeah, just, just let, let's look around the corner to December 15 and, and see what kind of uh, trades may or may not happen. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll just just keep 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 our heads up. Hopefully, we can get a few more wins here and there throughout the season. Um, hopefully, we can at least get close to beating beating our win number from next uh, from last season, if not slightly past it, to at least have a positive out of it there. Uh, but uh, that that's where we're at, I guess. And uh, yeah. Keep keep on uh, keep on that train and looking forward to next year when hopefully things can turn around for once. Well, I'm just hoping for the next season to just turn around, man. I see fans; they all calling for Fizdale's head, rightfully so. <laughs> um, yeah, you just gotta be better, man. Hopefully, you know we could get some more wins before December's over. Um, hopefully we can end December with at least. Uh, 10 wins, man, at least. I'm hoping and praying. Um, Salute the Knicks Nation, man. Appreciate y'all tuning in, man, for episode 65 of the State of the New York Knicks podcast. Appreciate the love and support. We're going to see y'all in the next episode. Peace.